This podcast is brought to you by Writer on the Web, where every story counts. Hello, welcome to Run Desi Run. My name is Desiree B. Carey and I will be your host for this series of podcasts which talk about my adventures as I trained from a non-runner at the age of 52 to running marathons. Welcome back to episode 8 of Run Desi Run. In episode 7, I had reached 15 Ks. I was in this good stress place where I basically had approximately 6 weeks, well, 4 weeks of running really, to have confidence that I could manage a half marathon. And in case you'd forgotten, a half marathon is 21.095 Ks. I guess I've said that enough times, but just as a reminder, 21.095 Ks. That's not a short run. I guess in my head, I knew I could. By hook or by crook, I would achieve it. But I'm not convinced on how my body would fare. I had four weeks of good running catch-up to do, so I could gain the confidence from a physical point of view. But I guess I also needed to see it in my mind's eye, you know. It was a question of mind over matter. Over the next few weeks, I've got my work cut out for me. Meanwhile, what's going on with me at the time of recording? Well, a few things. July of 2018 was not just a time of physical creativity for me. I have wanted to write and publish a book for many years. The publication one was for even longer. Over 25 years, in fact. I think I have drafts of at least four books sitting somewhere in a box. Seeing a book from writing to publication is another thing altogether. We've all heard about the creator of Harry Potter being rejected by over 100 editors and publishers before finally getting her break. And what a break it was. Well, I didn't check the facts about whether she truly got rejected by at least 100 publishers, but I'm sure she got rejected at least once or twice, if not more. But I know also that most published authors get several knockbacks. If it wasn't the publisher that solicits the manuscript, you need to deal with a few knockbacks. Well, 25 years ago, I tried to publish one of my books, Knockbacks After Knockbacks. I even went to New York to a writer's showcase where you meet the publisher, meet many authors who've published and they tell you about their road to publication. And then when you meet the publisher, you have three minutes to sell your idea, you know, to pitch your book. They listen to you. They ask you to send in your manuscript or part of it. And then, well, you never hear from them again. Or if you do, it is a rejection. There is no bitterness in that, certainly not on my part. I know it's a major effort and challenge to get published. And sometimes we see books on the shelves which we wonder, how did that ever get published? And my book is so much better and my book didn't even get a look in. We all go through that experience and it's just one of those things, yeah? Well, unless you're a Kardashian, of course, and publishers will line up at your door to have books like How I Increased and Decreased My Body Parts Through Surgery Weekly published. I'm no Kardashian either. Anyway, my idea, while waiting for some publishers to line up at my door, which, well, chances are relatively slim, but, you know, a girl can always hope, you know. While waiting, I decided to create a website called Writer on the Web, hence the start of each podcast, you know. My idea is for those of us who have a story to tell, can tell it. If you've written a book, 
If you have an idea of a book and you want to talk to other people who write, who want to publish and have gone on this journey and want to be able to expose your writing to people around the world, then you can do it through my website. My idea is for those of us who have a story to tell, to go ahead and tell it. My thinking is that if you can change or positively impact the life of at least one person out there, then you have changed a part of the world for the better. And why wouldn't you? I did it all myself, you know. I funded it. I took long, painstaking time, effort and online tuition to create it. And I built the website. There are lots of room for improvement on this website, I can tell you. But if it serves the purpose and becomes a little bit of a success and people, and I notice that there's enough traffic through it, then I would love to pour more money into it to make it a little bit more than what it is right now. But for what it is now, I would love to hear your stories, what you have to say on Writer on the Web. And please don't hesitate. Join us and share your story. We all have a story to tell. I know that. We all have a story to tell. I invite you to tell your story and tell it through Writer on the Web. So that's what I added to my life last year while I was training for running. You see, as I said to you in the beginning, I'm always trying to do something new, trying to create, trying to find this thing that, I mean, there's only one life we have to live. And when you have an idea, yes, think about it, but these ideas are coming from somewhere. It means that if you have that same passion, once you've thought about how you're going to do it, then please put it in place. You you succeed, you don't succeed, does it matter? At least you've given it the chance that it has. You need to let things fly when they need to fly. Don't bolt it in and then look back and say, I wish I had. Don't have regrets about ideas you have because if it's coming in from that depth of you, that creative side of you, from that passionate side of you, let it rip because you do not know where that could lead. Before we go to running last year and where I was in my preparation for my first marathon, let me tell you what's happening with me at the time of recording this podcast. Another interruption, and I apologize for that because, well, like I said, we go back, we go forwards, we stay still. This time, I have to tell you, I'm buzzed. I'm hyper buzzed, focused, electrified with my hair almost standing on end, but in a positive way. I'm giddy with energy, inspired beyond belief. My head is rocking and I'm going through this mesh of positive energy which comes in flushes. It's great and I love it. I love it so much that I'm finding it hard to contain. Why? Because there's so many things I need and I have to do straight away. And it's pouring out of me. It's even proving to be a challenge to prioritizing what I need to do first. In fact, I've not been this positively buzzed for ages. I'm bursting with creative energy right now, sitting and preparing the scripts for my podcast and saying to prepare what I need to say is the only thing I can do and force myself to do in order to keep my feet on the ground and actually get something done. Please don't misunderstand me. Preparing for this podcast, making my notes on what to say is not a chore at all. But I can't wait to have noted for my first 10 episodes and recording it so that I can get it out there to you. However, so many other opportunities have come forward, have presented themselves to me that I'm currently even more impatient than usual. So you're wondering, what has happened to Desi? What is going wrong with Desiree? 
Did, did I get hit by a bowl of lightning? Well, not literally, but I might as well have because it had the same effect. I mean, I don't know what that feels like, but I can imagine it gets people pretty buzzed if not fried. But I'm not dead fried. I'm just, and I hope I haven't offended anyone's sensibilities who have been hit by lightning here, but I am so electrified with energy. So what in the world has happened to you? Come on, give it up. Well, I'll tell you what's happened to me. It's the secret. That's what happened. The secret. Yes, you're wondering, huh? Okay, for those of you who know what the secret is, then you think, oh yeah, I've been there. I know exactly what you feel, what you're going through. I know it well. And, and you'll think so fondly about that, that you're probably going to feel that surge of energy all over again. But for those who don't know, I will tell you about it. I remember in 2010 when um, I, f I first migrated and I didn't know too many people, my friend B, somebody I had been working with, lent me a copy of a video. I remember starting to watch that video for a while, but I didn't want to watch it when hubby was around. I felt a bit embarrassed, you know, it was quite alternative and well, I didn't know what to expect from it and I didn't want him to make fun. So I used to wait till I had the occasion to be alone at home to watch it. I was very rarely alone at home because, as I told you, hubby works from home. I wanted to watch it on my own without anyone discussing it, without anyone commenting on it, just on my own. I remember watching the first 20-25 minutes of it and being really buzzed when I saw it. But I could never go back to it and I couldn't go forward. Every time I got to a certain point, I got interrupted and I had to stop it. And every time I stopped it and I wanted to watch it again, I had to start from the very beginning because I liked that feeling, that build up that that video gave me. And also I worked full time. So there was limited time where I could watch that and be on my own. Eventually I dropped and gave up watching the video for some reason or other. It just never happened. So I put it to the side and just said, when I have the time, I will sit there and focus and watch it myself. Well, over the last two birthdays and two Christmases, somehow the secret kept coming back to me. It was in the forefront of my mind. And my brother for one birthday, for my 52nd birthday, in fact, asked me what I wanted as a gift. I had no big requests, so as usual, my first thought was an evening without the boy so that we can go and have a nice romantic dinner, hubby and I together. So I suggested a voucher for the boy sitting, you know, but then he said, well, I can't wrap that. And I said, okay, give me the voucher and I'll think of something that you can give me that you can wrap. So then I remembered the book and I said, well, there's this book called The Secret. That's what I'd like. So I asked for the book. It's what I really wanted. I didn't get the book for my 52nd birthday or for the Christmas that followed that. For my 54th birthday and for the Christmas before that, I didn't get the book either. I just thought well, it can't be that difficult to get hold of that book. Have they just stopped printing it or something? A few weeks ago, we were on holiday at the Gold Coast and while browsing at a bookshop, there it was, just sticking out, the secret, looking at me, calling for me. Sod it, I thought, I'll get it. Over our weekend away, and since, I had had my nose in that book, life notwithstanding. The book talks to me about so much that I already know and still know. Not the history of the secret, 
not using the same words to explain, but I already knew these things. I knew it in my heart. I didn't have the vocabulary to express it. The secret makes it all clearer. It's all within me. It's all in my power. I just have to want it. Ask the universe for it and the universe will mobilize to make it happen for you. And you know what? I have already manifested something thanks to the universe hearing my wish and it was granted. Now, please don't think I've gone all woo-woo on you and I've lost my marbles because I haven't. Once you read The Secret, if you care to, and I'm not saying you have to rush out and go buy it right now. I'm just saying that I had something happened to me and it was weird to read it in the secret that that's exactly what had happened what happened i'll tell you before going away that's to this gold coast trip i had mentioned to hubby that there were a couple of outlets in the gold coast and i was looking forward to some retail therapy he said that our buffer our reserves talking about financial reserves here were slightly depleted well i thought he always says that whenever I talk about going mega shopping, he always has to tell me to curb the expenses, you know, read me the, the riot act on when it comes to the, the spending. I'd not planned to spend all our money or anything like this. I just meant I wanted to go window shopping and see what comes. And, you know, whenever you want to go shopping and you've decided you'd like to buy something, you don't always find anything you want. It's only when you're just browsing and not expecting it. Suddenly there it is, that thing that you've always wanted but didn't know. Anyway, that's my experience with shopping. But when Herbie reminded me about our reserves being depleted, it kind of rubbed me up the wrong way, you know. Money is not the answer to all our problems, but as the saying says, it does certainly help. While we, my family and I, are not wealthy, we have enough money. We are actually not needing of anything. We have everything we want. If tomorrow things happened, it's not like we would say we're in the doldrums and we'll be thrown out. We are what people call comfortable. And some people, when you say you're comfortable, it means you're wealthy. Well, I'd say we're happy where we are. And I, I feel blessed. I feel happy that through our hard work, we're able to achieve this. And this is not boasting by any means. I'm just trying to say that we need to also be grateful for what we have. We have to look at what we do have as opposed to everything we don't. Um, and it's only by appreciating that what you have that you actually start to feel really blessed that you've got them. And well, yes, I know we tend to think that there are people who are worse off than us, but let's think of what we've got, yeah? It's so important to acknowledge the good things that we do have. Anyway, when hubby mentioned the spent to me, I got frustrated. I got very frustrated, actually, because I thought we're not in that space where he needs to remind me that I shouldn't spend in an outlet. You know, it's it was just so unnecessary. I waited till he left and then I made a loud wish and an even louder demand. Why can't we inherit some money without someone dying? I thought that was the only way to keep hubby at bay and not making these comments. I just get so fed up hearing things like that. I cannot deal with having to worry about money. I really wished we could inherit money, but usually inheritance means someone dies and I don't want anyone to die so that I can get money. Of course not. Even when I was skint, which I have been, even when I was in debt, which I have been, I do not like talking or worrying about money. As far as I'm concerned, I work hard, I need to live, 
and I need to be alive. I do my best. I have made mistakes regarding my finances, but I've paid it all back. Worrying about money, stressing over it, it always ends up okay in the end. And even if it didn't, for example, when I was really young, in my early 20s, or yeah, actually I was, yeah, 21, I had lost my flat. I couldn't afford the mortgage anymore. Well, that turned out okay in the end. I had left the country because, well, my house had been broken into, if you remember my Swatch watch collection and that uh, little anecdote. Well, I'd left the country and would never have managed to maintain it as a landlord or in any other way. The circumstances were not the best in the long run, but at least I learned something. And while I lost the flat, I regained some financial freedom. And the lessons I've learned has served me till this day. Ten days ago, my brother WhatsApps me from the UK where he, his wife and baby girl were holidaying and wanted to confirm what our bank account was. I asked him, why do you need our bank account? You're on holiday. What's the, what's, what's the deal? Mom's just given us each a share of our inheritance early. She thinks it's better for us to have some of it now so that we can enjoy life and she can see us enjoying it rather than us cry over the money after she's dead. I couldn't believe it. By then I was well into the secret and understood very clearly what I had manifested. But don't take my word for it. If I look back at my life and the times that I had used the secret, I cannot believe I didn't understand what I was doing. Just a little disclaimer here, yeah? I am not employed or own shares or even know anyone from that franchise. I just read the book. The reasons why I'm so incredibly walking around with my panties in a positive world these days is that I have so much to put in place. The podcast, one of these things. You listening to it is part of my success story. From then on, it should all take a life of its own and I need to be ready for this new life. I began noting for this podcast well before reading The Secret. I now understand why. It was part of my creativity. The Secret was about to walk into my life any day now. So that's what's happening to me now. But then when I think of what was happening to me this time last year, a similar kind of adventure was happening. And now back to the running and back to my preparation to my first half marathon. In the four weeks in July, I added two Ks per week. I had to. I wanted to. It was bloody hard. By the last Sunday in July, I went off plan and ran an additional distance, which saw me run 23 kilometers. Oh yeah, 23 kilometers. I had run more than a half marathon. I had never been so, so tired, so sore, so achy for a while. In fact, in all my life, it was the most physical I have ever been in a sport, the farthest I had ever run, and the most exhilarated I have ever felt by a physical achievement. Way to go and all that. After that, I was confident. It was going to be all about how long it would take me on the day, how easy the terrain would be, and how I would deal with the pressure, the pressure of running with all these people. But when it comes from the physical point of view, my body was ready. Lots of unknowns regarding the situation of the race on race day. I did look up the route, but it was the Barossa, you know. So I had to run through vineyards and there was no roadmap. So I just have to trust that it would be well marked and I'd know what to do and the terrain would be good for me. So emotionally, 
I hadn't seen the distance, so I couldn't see that road so that I could see myself running it. But physically, I knew I could do that. But in my head, I had to prep and say, look, you've done it physically. Therefore, it doesn't matter what the run is, what the route is, what the terrain is going to be about. You can run that distance. You can breathe your way through that distance and you will be okay. All that was left for me to do now was to eat healthily, stay healthy, keep training at the gym, keep doing short runs and just stay positive and stay prepared. Since starting the run in January, I've noticed something interesting. I can find my waistline again. My body is more defined. Okay, my tummy is still hanging over my jeans a little bit, but it's slightly, it's less, you know. And my, my, everything looks so much more defined. And you know, on my back, that bit just below your bra and just above your waistline, there's normally two sagging lumps of skin which just love to sag. I can't stand it. How it ever got there, I don't know. When it got there, I know even less. One day they were there and I didn't agree to their appearance. They had no place being there and I was at a loss on how to get rid of it. I mean, what exercise do you train to get rid of that? Well, it seems that something I was doing must have gone right because, well, it was slowly disappearing. The extra skin drapes were still present, but I could actually see them disappear. First thing in the morning, especially, you know, when you get up and you take your clothes off to get dressed and then it looks, you know, your body looks at its best, at its leanness, etc. Well, it was almost disappearing. So not only have I got a better cut figure, even though there was no weight loss, I was losing stuff in all the right places. There are benefits to running after all. Now, I knew by the end of that running training and in my preparation for the half marathon that the schedule I was keeping at the gym could not continue any longer. I was doing so much and I knew that it was all for my peace of mind so that I could be at my best possible. But after August, after that first half marathon, I will know where I need to improve, what gym sessions I need more of and less of. How I will know this? I have no idea. I don't have a clue. I just think I'll be in a better position to make better decisions or other decisions. Aside from when I was 15 with no shape and with the supergirl energy of a teenager, I don't think I've ever been so fit. It was not only a physical state of being, but it was also a state of mind. I, was, I wasn't doing anything more with myself. I mean, I still felt the same as before, looked the same, but my body told me that I was strong and doing well. Plus, I seemed to need more sugar. I've never had a sweet tooth. Don't like creamy things like fresh creams, chocolate, chocolate cakes, ice cream, anything creamy. They're far too rich for me and tend to put me off and make me kind of nauseous. I don't like things with icing on it or cheesy stuff, savory or sweet cheesecake, for example. I don't like pavlova, eclairs, tarts, pies. Well, the list goes on. I do love Kit Kat. I have always loved Kit Kat because of the wafers that's within it. You know, it's got lots of wafers and a very thin layer of chocolate. Now that I have a need for more sugar, I had to make allowances. Clearly, my muscles were burning more calories and I had to change my diet. Add sugar. But a few Kit Kats a week won't hurt me. Besides, I couldn't seem to eat enough. So I began to eat a lot more dried fruits, for example, raisins. They are my favorite. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing some more of your time 
with me as I tell you about my adventures. Next week, it will be the half marathon and I cannot wait to share that experience with you. Until then, gotta go.